What's going on, everybody? Welcome to the Uncensored Christian Podcast. My name is Dante Williams, and right now we are living in a really weird time in our history. We're, we're living in a time where everyone is so on edge, and, and it feels like we are lacking the guidance that we need to get through some of the craziness that is going on. So I got a perfect scripture that shows us what we can do to get through such a crazy time. And it comes from Acts chapter 2, verse 1. Listen to this. On the day of Pentecost, all the believers were meeting together in one place. Suddenly there was a sound from heaven like the roaring of a mighty windstorm, and it filled the house where they were sitting. Then what looked like flames or tongues of fire appeared and settled on each of them. And everyone present was filled with the Holy Spirit and began speaking in other languages as the Holy Spirit gave them this ability. The title of this message and what I want to talk about today is Unity in Uncertainty. Unity in Uncertainty. There is no doubt right now that we are living in a very divisive time very divisive. This entire year has just been something that has pulled people apart. Friendships were lost. Relationships were broken. We're living in a very divisive time. From the COVID-19 pandemic to people being divided on, no, we need to close everything down to no, if we do, it's going to destroy the economy to we need to just all band together and fight this and just be infected and get it over with. And no, we need to get vaccines. Everyone is so divided. And then what happened recently? with George Floyd, and now the racial tension that is breaking out in America, we are so divided right now. And the enemy wants nothing more in this time of uncertainty than for us to be uncertain with our neighbors. Like like the enemy wants nothing more than for you to be uncertain about the very people that you trusted a year ago. He wants nothing more than for you to be uncertain about your loved ones that you thought you could trust, but now they have maybe some differing opinions than than you do, and, and you're feeling uncertain on if you should even be associated with them. The enemy wants nothing more than to continue to divide us, but this is nothing new. Throughout all of human history, every generation seems to have had their, their time where they had a divisive moment, and, and this goes as well. 2,000 years ago, after Jesus died and then rose from the dead and then went ascended into heaven. And this is where we find his believers, his followers in Acts chapter 2. And in the very verse, it sets up kind of this idea of there was not a sense of unity between all the people in Jerusalem. Because the very first verse, on the day of Pentecost, all the believers were meeting together in one place. And for Pentecost in this time, this was a festival, a Jewish festival where a lot of Jewish pilgrims would gather in Jerusalem from many different places. They'd have different languages, different cultures, different backgrounds, different experiences, and they would all travel from where they're from to go to Jerusalem for this festival. And so all the Jewish people are there. They don't believe in Jesus. And all the believers were separated, meeting together in one place. So even in a time where Jesus had just proven himself to be the Messiah, people were still divided. But it makes me think of right now, because we have so many 
riots and, and protests and and we're we're seeing all these divisive images of of police officers hurting people and and people hurting police officers and business owners being wrecked and fires being set and we see destruction amongst the division and the fire and we see fire and fire and and fire and and a lot of times when we see fire we obviously associate it with destruction because what fire does is whatever it attaches itself to it it breaks down the core properties of that thing to where it's not even noticeable anymore and we see this with forest fires like the one that happened in california it it burns down everything wildlife dying businesses burning up homes being destroyed people's lives being lost and when we see fire we view it as destruction but god had a different view of fire because many times God revealed himself through fire. Moses in the burning bush. Moses saw a bush burning, but it wasn't actually burning up. There was just a fire surrounding it, and he rolled up to it. And God was like, yo, Moses. And his presence was found in the fire. When God was leading the Israelites out of Egypt, uh, out of Egypt from slavery, in the day he, he led them out with a pillar of clouds, and then at night it was a pillar of fire, so his very presence was leading them to freedom. And I think what God wants us to see here is that God wants to use what we see as destruction for construction. What, whatever it feels like is being destroyed inside of you, whatever part of yourself feel like it's been burned up, God wants to use that to build something. Whew. God wants to build something from the destruction that we are seeing right now in our society. Because what seems like a divisive moment, God wants to use it to unify everyone together. And this is what happened with the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit came upon them and it looked like flames or tongues of fire appeared and settled on each of them. That's God's presence. And everyone present was filled with the Holy Spirit and began speaking in other languages as the Holy Spirit gave them this ability. Isn't that kind of weird that they were speaking other languages? And verse 5 continues this because you're going to see how weird it was that all of a sudden these people who really only spoke one language, all of a sudden they speak in other languages like it's nothing. In verse 5, check this out. At that time, there were devout Jews from every nation living in Jerusalem. They were there for Pentecost. When they heard the loud noise, everyone came running and they were bewildered to hear their own languages being spoken by the believers. They were completely amazed. How can this be? They exclaimed. These people are from Galilee, and yet we hear them speaking in our own native languages. Here we are, Parthians, Medes, Elamites, people from Mesopotamia, Judea, Cappadocia, Pontus, the province of Asia, uh, Phrygia, Pamphylia, Egypt, and the areas of Libya and Cyrene, visitors from Rome, both Jews and converts to Judaism, Cretans and Arabs. And we all hear these people speaking in our own languages about the wonderful things God has done. That's crazy. I don't know if you were listening, but that's crazy. The Holy Spirit came upon them and all of a sudden they're able to speak the languages of everybody around them in a way that they could understand. I love this because they were able to speak and be understood by those who were different. They were able to be understood by those that did not look like them, by those that did not believe like them, by those that did not have the same background like them. from uh, They were be able to be understood by those who did not even live in the same area 
as them. And what I need y'all to see is that when God speaks, it transcends language. When God speaks, it transcends experience. When God speaks, it transcends prejudices, culture, preferences, race. It transcends everything when God's presence speaks. Ooh, that's good. And so they were, they, they, they were, they were amazed. It says that they stood there amazed and perplexed. Uh, what can this mean? They ask each other. And in verse 13, check this out. But others in the crowd ridiculed them, saying, they're just drunk. That's all. What, what really hit me here is that even though a clear act of God just happened, like like these people who only spoke one language all of a sudden are speaking tons of languages perfectly where they're understood. And I love this because they weren't just speaking their own opinions. They didn't just receive the Holy Spirit and now they're able to um, speak their opinions to other people and get them to convert. The, the, the Bible says that they were speaking in other people's languages about the wonderful things God has done. They weren't trying to bully their own opinions on people. They weren't trying to get in the comment section on someone's post on Facebook to change their opinion. What they did instead of speaking their own opinions is they speak the unity of the gospel. Ooh, that's good. But they got ridiculed and people were saying they were drunk and making fun of them. And what I need you to understand is if you go off the script that the world has given you, you may get slandered. Like, like, like the world, unfortunately, may not want to hear you speak about God's love when they're angry. Oh. They may not want to hear you speak about forgiveness when all they want to get is revenge. But but even Jesus didn't follow the world's script. And I, I love this because why would you go follow the world's script when the author of life already wrote one for you? Oh, that's so good. Mm. And what we got to understand is, is that sometimes if you preach against their predispositions, you may get put down because it sounds crazy, but unity is not always unanimous. When people are angry, when people are upset, when they're scared, Sometimes the last thing that they want to hear is that we all need to love each other and look towards God. Sometimes all they want to hear is that someone needs to get put down. Someone needs to pay. Blood needs to be shed. But God said, no, 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 no. When I give you the Holy Spirit, the message I'm going to preach to you, even if you're upset, is that love comes first. That forgiveness comes first. That unity comes first before division. The Holy Spirit is a unifying spirit. It's not one that's divisive. The Holy Spirit's not going to go uh, tell you that the best thing to do when someone disagrees with you on every opinion is to go unfriend them on Facebook. It, the Holy Spirit's not going to lead you to go into someone's comment section and demean them as a person because they have different beliefs than you. What happens is, is check this out. Everyone here in this story, they were separated into tribes. Even even the Jews, even the non-believers, they came from different tribes, the different tribes of Israel. They all came together, but they were still separated. And the believers of Jesus were separated from all of them. But the Holy Spirit broke the tribal mindset. Because when the Holy Spirit came, everyone heard. And when they heard, they came to see what happened. 
It broke the tribal mindset. It did not matter if they were Democrat or Republican or black or white or, or male or female. It did not matter. When the Holy Spirit spoke, everyone was unified. That is so good. And so after all of this, Peter, one of the disciples, got up and he preached his first message. And this boy was preaching. It was clear that the Holy Spirit was on this man because this man was preaching the word. I'm not going to go over it today because it's pretty long, but you got to go read it for yourself. It's in Acts chapter two. This man was preaching the word. And what I love about it is that in a time where you could imagine that even the believers were divided from the people, because you got to remember their king, Jesus, was just killed a few months ago. Like, like the people in this city where they are still hated the Christians. They were still divided. So if I was Peter, I mean, I could understandably be upset. I'm like, no, nah, I ain't about to go preach to these people. They just killed Jesus. And you want me to go preach to him? But he did. And, and he preached a message of unity. And what happened is 3,000 people gave their life to Christ that day because of the message that Peter, that Peter preached. And we got to understand that when Christ is in us, it allows us to love those who are different. It allows us to love those who just hurt us a week ago. It allows us to forgive because we've been forgiven. And it allows us to understand because we've been understood. I'd be saying, Dante, why are you making the Holy Spirit about our issues today? This was clearly 2,000 years ago. Because when the Holy Spirit came upon them, there was a tangible representation that God's presence was in that room. And if you are a follower of Christ, we should be that tangible representation for the world. God did not call us to just receive what he has given us and hold it on. God's calling us to represent him. We're made in his image for a reason. Because our job is to go present the word of God to those who are far from him. So in this time where people are divided, where people are hurting, where people are resorting to violence and anger over love and forgiveness, we are supposed to be the tangible representation of God to the world. Because our God is not just a God of the past. He said, I'm the great I am. He is the past. He is the present. He is the future. And so after Peter preached this message, in Acts chapter 2, verse 37, it says that Peter's words pierced their hearts. And they said to him and to the other apostles, brothers, what should we do? Now, I love this. When I read this, I thought, boy, this is how we should be living. Because the non-believers, when they were confronted with new information, instead of canceling Peter, instead of unfriending him, instead of blocking him, instead of calling him out and sharing his post to everyone so they can go report him, instead of being rude to the person that just gave them information that, that conflicted what they once believed, what they said was, what should we do? They took the information that they were just given and they they humbled themselves and said, okay, I may not know everything. I may not have all the answers. What should we do with the information that we were just given? And Peter replied, each of you must repent of your sins and turn to God and be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of your sins. Then you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. This promise is to you, to your children, and to those far away, all who have been called by the Lord our God. So if you're wondering, what is the Holy Spirit that came to these people 
thousands of years ago have to do with me today? Peter just says it. This is a promise to your children and to those far away, to those that aren't even here right now. You have the ability to receive the Holy Spirit and preach unity into a world that is divided. Man, I pray right now that in this divisive time, God, that you just show us unity. That what seems like destruction and everything is just burning down around us. Lord, I believe that you're going to use this moment to construct and to build something better than what was there before. Father God, I pray that you just help us receive the Holy Spirit. That you help guide us. That you help us be a unifying representation of you to all those to those who are different, to those who disagree with us, to those who do not believe like us. Father God, I pray that you help us be unifiers instead of dividers. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Yo, I thank you so much for listening to this episode of the podcast. If you want to listen to more, click the link in the description below. There's so much more content. I appreciate each and every one of you, and I hope you all have a blessed rest of your day. Peace out.